I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And fine. Oh, let's go. Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Craig, and Donald, Jimmy, and JC. It's Footy Prime, the podcast. Just uh, someone's <laughs> someone's phone wasn't turned off, apparently. I think it's Wonga's, just the way you reacted there. No, it wasn't was. mine. Mine's off. Mine's always no. off. Oh, uh, whatever. doesn't matter. Well, no, Jimmy's here, so we, we know it's Jimmy's. It's Jimmy's kids. <laughs> Good day, football. For the World Cup, uh, as we get set for Canada, Croatia on Sunday, of course. Um, but let's start talking about Leo Messi and the pressure he was under in this World Cup, especially coming off that, that loss to Saudi Arabia in the first game. And if you watch most of today's match against Mexico, they were terrible. I mean, Argentina were, were, had awful time breaking down Mexico, who were, who were so defensive, so physical as well. Messi was playing pretty well, finding little pockets here and there, trying to find space for his teammates who just weren't, weren't on the same page. So Messi does what he does, right? He takes things into his own hands, Craig, and scores a beauty through about, I don't know how much of the goal he saw, how much was even available to him, but he found just enough. And that set them on their way. And, and once again, not for the first time, probably not for the last time this tournament, Messi rescues Argentina. They're back in the hunt, aren't they? Yeah, there's a bit of, I mean, there was definitely nervous. And I mean, at halftime, it was like, wow, it was, it was a stalemate. I mean, Mexico just chopped it up and there was tons of fouls and disruptions in the game. And then, yeah, so certainly I think there was one shot in the first half by Mexico on target. Very, you know, so you got to credit Mexico really for like really working and really working hard and shutting down the space. And it was just really tough. And we've seen that for many teams, but eventually there's some little openings in the second half that you knew you know, Jimmy, it's coming, isn't it? I mean, you've got this yeah. pressure and you've, you've worked your socks off and you know that Messi's never going to stay quiet for the whole 90 minutes. And it was just, yeah, it was exactly what half that stadium at least wanted because yeah. uh, the crowd were also magnificent. Yeah, you could. I think you could see and you could feel the tension as well and you could see it in the players. I mean, that game there, if they've lost it, they're out of the World Cup. 
basically. See you later. Yeah. And for them to, you know, keep keep going forward. And I, and I thought that again, like I'm I'm just so impressed with the tempo of the games. It's incredible. Just like the, oh. how every team, how they press and how they're all organized and you know, they're they're every team's making it difficult for one another. And you saw it today with with uh, with Argentina, Mexico changed the formation as well. They bunkered in more or less. I think they went with a five at the back and they they just couldn't find an answer. And then for Messi to get in that little space there, you know, create half a yard and strike the ball. And and it wasn't the best shot either. Didn't have the most power. No, just perfectly placed. Just perfectly just ball. found that that bottom corner and you could see the the adulation on his face when he's running to the crowd and what oh, a relief. The was, was incredible, was, wasn't it? It was mental. Legend. Legend. Mental. And I was so happy. And I was texting a couple of friends there going, oh, man, if you want anybody to score, I, I want Messi to score here. He's got to score the, this match. But And at the same time, you know, I feel sorry for Mexico because I, I am a Mexican fan. I love, I love the way they play football always since I was a, since I was a kid. Um, you know, but they're, they're going home didn't, now. And didn't put much forward, on. though, did they, Jimmy? What's that? Going forward, they were pretty weak going forward. Weren't they? No, didn't they, show a lot, did they? No, they they didn't. You know, there's a lot of times too when their striker's getting the ball up top and he's trying to make something happen. He was just isolated. He was by himself. You know, because I think with the as as quick as they wanted to get forward, their midfielders just didn't have the legs to to catch up with play a lot of the time. Well, let Maybe. me ask you this, Craig: when, when you have a tactic, right, to clearly try and kill up a game and and just oppress the, the opposition's attack, right? And that's your game plan. Just stay, 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 do what you can. And then suddenly you go behind a goal and, and you've got to switch and just change it entirely. How difficult is it just to make that switch from ultra defensive to, man, we need a goal now? Yeah, it, it can be difficult. Uh, we had that uh, case actually uh, against Mexico in the quarterfinals. Um, we went down and we really had a hard time finding that equalizer. It was amazing because like Carlo Corazine, a lower division player, but really showed up on amazing at times for Canada and golden boot winner in that tournament. We just need somebody to have that little bit extra and, you know, score those goals when, when you really need them. But Argentina, you got to also think as bad as they were, they don't give up an awful lot defensively, you know? So, you know, that's another good side of Argentina. Why we thought they were one of the, favorites coming yeah. into this tournament because they're the full package, not just attacking. So yeah, they were, you know, patient, but it was, yeah, that, it, it, nerves that, that group, that group's not over either as well. And I think Mexico was playing a, playing a tactic thinking let's, if we can just get a draw, if we can contain Argentina here, that puts us on two points. We got Saudi Arabia last match. We get at them three points. We're going through the next stage. Now, it's not over because Argentina's on three points. Mexico still has one. Argentina's got to play Poland. That's not going to be an e- easy match for them either. And then Mexico's got Saudi Arabia. So if Argentina loses that match against Poland and Mexico wins, they go through. <laughs> There's a lot going to happen, right? right? But then you know, the whole goal differential, Mexico on minus two right now. Yeah. Um, and uh, Saudi's on minus one. So, yeah, I mean, there's so much that can still happen, but it, it yeah. is going, at least it's going down to the, you know, to the wire. And most of these groups are right now. There's big games coming up for all these teams. Not so much France. They're through. The first team through won back-to-back games, the first thing to do so. They were very good against Denmark. Or should I say Kylian Mbappe was very good for France. Man, he's been great throughout this tournament, albeit two games in. But, man, his pace. We know he's fast. We watch PSG. We understand that. But still, there are certain plays, and you just see how quicker he is than everyone else on the pitch. 
And, and for me, I mean, listen, who's the best player in the world right now? Well, there's, there's a handful of really great players. I don't know if I can look past him at the moment because, my God, he was on fire today. Amazing. He was, what, 19 four years ago when he was at the World Cup? Like, yeah. And he, he really is in that prime spot right now with that experience over the last four years. And, yeah, and that pace. Jimmy, you're fast. Yeah. Can you imagine being that fast? No, but he's, he's lightning. Lightning. I mean, I, I was white lightning, but he's really lightning. <laughs> were you fast, Jimmy, at full tilt, or were you quick? Because he's both. I was both. That, that was that was my that was my thing. I was I was I was very quick off the mark, and I was explosive. Yeah, yeah. That was all the bad decisions you could get out of them really quickly. Well, that's it. You know, and I can relate to a lot of defenders. You know that you yeah. make a mistake, but you rely on your pace so you can get back and cover your ass. <laughs> way, and if you don't have pace, you can't make. Building Jimmy up here and Craig just finds a way to <laughs> yeah. put him down again. No, no but you, when you look. When you fucked up, it was great to get back in position quickly. I'll be I'll be honest with you though. When you, you know, there are a couple of times in that match as well when he gets the ball and he's got maybe eight nine yards of free space and you start to see him starting to square up to a defender. You know that de- that defender's terrified. He's already going side on because he's just thinking if this guy knocks it, I've got to open up my legs here. Yeah. So normally, you know, if a guy's coming at you, sometimes you know you square and you can usher him one way. But you see a lot of defenders when he starts coming, they start turning like this because they're going. I've got to try to well, run you out, or I've got to do something. But I know I'm going to open my legs up. That, that, that break today, and it fall over the top, and he gets pulled back by the defender because he was going to be gone. But because yeah. there were two defenders already kind of in position, it was just a yellow card. But everyone knew what was going to happen there, right? He's yeah. going to touch it past those guys and blow past them too. And it should yeah. have been a red card, but obviously the, the rules are the rules. You can't assume that's what's going to happen, but yeah. we all knew it was going to happen. No, he's but terrifying. Yeah, the you can see the fear in the three of them. They're like, oh, Jesus, what do we do now? Oh, 100%. Because you know the defenders, he'll be looking going, oh, good God. Here he comes. How am I going to defend this? And most most times, you you know, you, it's going through the defender's head where they're thinking, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to rugby tackle him here and take my yellow because this guy, I can't keep up with him. But I thought he was very... Or send him inside very, to put him on somebody else. Yeah. But I thought he, I thought he was very good, you know. And and when you watch a match too, you know, at at times he kind of drifts in and out of the match. But he's that type of player that, you know, if he gets it and and he's on for that moment, you know, he's you know he's going to make something happen. And I, I thought the the French goal was brilliant. That one where he gets it, waits for the fullback to underlap, comes inside, little one two, and I was like, wow, you know, that cutback was brilliant. Was it Hernandez? Yeah, I think Hernandez, yeah, I think he he was the one that cut it back. It was like a no look, but just shifted his hips just to cut it back for Mbappe to send it home. But I thought, wow, you know, when they get going, that French team, what a side they are, by the way. Oof. And he can score with any part of his body too, can't he? Yeah. Score with his with his crutch today. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing. During this World Cup, do you know one of the teams that I actually I, I actually really enjoy watching? Saudi Arabia. Yeah, are, they not, are they not fun to watch? Yep. Jeez. Yeah, I felt bad for them. They were great in that game again. Just ran out of steam. <laughs> they are fun, man. They just go, 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 go. The intensity is ridiculous. Did you see the filming of the coach at the halftime speech in the last match? Yeah. Have a chance. If you, if you see, he's speaking English with a very strong French accent, and he's got a translator beside him, but... What he's saying, man, like, I'm like getting goosebumps watching that. Like, yeah, this guy was firing those boys up, and we saw what they did against Argentina. 
in that second half. I'm sure it was similar this time around, but yeah. in the end, it just seemed that they ran out of gas, right? That mistake, that last goal, uh, I felt bad for the guy because they just given everything, right? Yeah. You know, cliche, leave, leaving everything, but your blood in the field, like you, they did. Yeah. It was they they was didn't they didn't deserve to lose that today. I tell you what, I I thought they were they were fantastic. What a fun side! I really enjoyed watching them. Yep. Well, you know, it's, it's not too late, I guess. Where are we here in the table here? Well, they've got uh, three, so they win the next one. They, yeah, through, yeah. Poland on four, Argentina on three, and they of course play each other. And Saudis on three, um, playing yeah. against Mexico. Mexico. But it won't yeah. be easy for Mexico. That's it for sure. Be. So that again, it's a group that's wide, wide open. All, it's all kind four of, teams can still go through. It's fun to have skin in the game too, because because of Dave Decola's pool, I'm cheering on Argentina and Messi. I've got France in the final. Like this is, I'm excited just for the pool and cheering for teams. This know, is great. It's, it's tough though, man. That 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 pool was is really well put together. But given the odd results to start this World Cup, I'm I'm sure everyone's yeah. in the same boat. <clears throat> but I don't feel too confident. No, Put it that way. do you know what I, I said at the beginning before I did the pool and I, I had a feel I was like France, France, Fran- I think France is going to go back to back. And then last minute I took Argentina. Oh, did you? But oh. do you have, Fr- we have France and Argentina in the, in the, in the yeah. finals too. We both yeah. have them. We, we actually have the same picks. I think I do too, actually. Oh, to be did. honest. I think so. Honestly, guys, I, it's a crapshoot. It's wide open. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're We right. don't have a freaking clue who's going to win this thing. No, this is a wide open World Cup as I can remember, actually. I think so. It's, no it's, teams asserting themselves, except for maybe France. I mean, we'll see what Brazil does. Hmm. Um, yeah, there's very few teams that have that depth. I mean, even Argentina made five changes for today's game, right? So, yeah. you know, but there's other teams on, on their day can beat anybody. And we've seen that. Like, everybody's scared to play Saudi Arabia. Everybody's scared mm-hmm. to play Canada. They know they can beat them. They might yeah. be better. They probably think they're better. Maybe they are better. It. I would love it. Nothing more if, if a, a team, a first time I won it this time around. I yeah. would just love it. I, I yeah. mean, who that is, I don't know. I thought it be, could be Denmark. They, they've struggled. Yeah. Um, Go Qatar. Hey, own, maybe yeah. not them. <laughs> no, but you know you know what the thing is too, guys, and, and what, what I'm so impressed about the – the, the quality as well of this World Cup. I mean, bar, bar a couple of teams that are getting pumped that probably shouldn't be there, right? Mm. Um, but, you know, you, you look at Japan. Japan was dynamite against, against Germany. Yeah. And then Saudi Arabia as well. And, you know, even Iran. And, like, these teams, like certain teams that you, you would say, they're going to lose this game. It's, there's, there's no chance. And all of a sudden now, it's, it's almost like the rest of the world is kind of catching up a little bit to everybody and, they are. You know, technically, they're more clued in. The gap's, crazy. the gap's closing. It is, because yeah. all these players are now playing around the world. It used to be they didn't do that, the smaller yeah. nations, yeah. right? They were stuck domestically. Now they're playing in big leagues. Yeah. And and they're improving. So I think yeah. it makes the world a bigger place. And I and I wonder I wonder as well, you know, maybe if this air conditioning thing is is really helping, because I can't believe, I, I say it every time that we're talking, like the intensity and the energy in these games is ridiculous, man. The tempo. Yeah. It's, a, it's a big factor, Jimmy, isn't it? Yeah. Big factor. You're playing in the U.S. even in the summertime. Remember the 94? There's just – It was so, so slow. Mexico hot. Remember they were throwing the bags of water out for, for the players yeah. to drink? That was not water, Jimmy. 
<laughs> no, no, it was in America. It was in Central. But yeah, the tactics that tactics would change, guys. Like if the John Her- Herman would have to adjust his tactics accordingly to the weather if it was thirty-one mm-hmm. degrees. Yeah, you wouldn't be pressing. These teams wouldn't be pressing the way that they're pressing right now. The, is, is it though partly? Do you think because the the World Cup came right bang in the middle of the season when everyone's still in mid-season form, as opposed to end of the season, they yeah. take two or three weeks off, they kind of breathe a little bit and they build up slowly, have a camp, and then basically yeah. it's early season. Whereas right now. They hit the field running, and it might mean a slow World Cup towards the end, possibly. Yeah. But right now, maybe not. Hey, JC's joined us. Hey, JC. Want a secret mission for Footy Prime? Yes. All right. I found the wine. Wait. I found other wine. I must go. Enjoy the show. Oh, no, they're coming to keep me. For those of you who couldn't, couldn't see, which is all you, because this is a podcast, um, JC was in the liquor store, working his way through the, uh, the, the wine, the vintages, and I'm assuming isn't in the Australian section, given the accent. If Jimmy does his idea and the air-conditioned outdoor stadiums in future World Cups, we'll we'll be we'll be growing wine and uh, and grapes in in England pretty soon. Damn right. Yeah, oh, let's just idea. keep it lead compliant, okay? <laughs> Energy efficient, so that we make everybody happy, but we get a good World Cup out of it. That's the most important thing. <laughs> yes. Um, big game tomorrow, fellas. Number two for Canada, Croatia. Did you see uh, John Herbman's? Latest response to this whole naked gate. Pretty good, I thought. He had Excellent. fun with it. He made fun of himself. And he uh, essentially admitted, listen, heat of the moment. Sometimes you say things you don't mean. It's new for me here. It was a nice human side to John. Don't you think? Yeah, it's so, brilliant. It, it happens all the time. Managers say things. GMs say things. President. Like, I'm almost certain. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Masai say something like "fuck Brooklyn"? Brooklyn, yeah, yep. and yep. the whole city got behind them, and everybody went crazy, and it was kind of that, yeah, let's go Toronto, and we all jumped on board with it. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, people say it in all sports. You say things. I don't know why they're making a big deal out of it. Well, they were we were talking with Dan about this earlier, and it, it could have been the blue team, the green team, the black team, the yellow. It doesn't matter. It could, you know, it it just happened to be Croatia, you know, but. Yeah. He would still retract it just because I, I don't think he was uh, too happy with the. No, he didn't listen. Wife having a go on him, like taking the piss out of him, was great about the pitcher. <laughs> you better start working out. He, he said it. He said it. He said it at the moment, right? Yep. Yeah. A nosy reporter said, "What did you say?" He was being honest and said, "I said it." So if you don't like the answer, don't ask the question, right? Yeah. Now it's got nothing. Croatia, we all know, is one of the best footballing countries in the world. One of the best. They're a joy to watch. Everybody loves Croatia, right? But it was just one of those moments where it was like, okay, guys, this is what's online here. We feel a little bit hard done by playing against Belgium. We should have got some of that. But the next team up is this team. So fuck it. Let's go. That's what that, it was. No, that's what it was. It, and we were all respectful of Croatia, the players, the way that they play. They're one of the best teams in the world, of course. But now it's just a time where, hey, look, we're Canadian and we're backing ourselves here. Now, for those people that disapproved of it, they, they don't know sport. They're idiots. And they can go fuck themselves, quite frankly. I bet we just leave it at that. It's not personal. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, still, listen, huge game tomorrow. Do you expect any or significant changes? John John Herman always will give us one or two surprises. Like, for example, Adekubi not being in the 11 last time. Um, Craig, do you anticipate anything significant this time around? He's hard to read. It, it wouldn't surprise me. 
if uh, Adekube played. It started this game. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Wouldn't surprise me if if Charles uh, Osorio started. If they're looking for a little bit more solid look defensively, yeah. Does Laren start? I don't think so. But do they start Davies, Laren? Well, our our friend our friend Amy Walsh has also starting and Laren. Oh, and is that had, right? Yeah, and she has yeah. Buchanan out. Now he he left the uh, the field. He was hobbling too, right? Yeah. So, but John says that everyone's healthy. Well, I mean, that would be a formation shift, though, too, would it not? If you get Larry in there, it's a different-looking team entirely. Mm-hmm. So so are you going 3-4-3 three, three again, Jimmy, do you think? I mean, I, I know they change. I understand that. But do you think he begins with a 3-4-3, three, three, or are we going more meat in midfield? Well, it depends, yeah. Does he, does he want to control the middle? Is he worried about Modric orchestrating everything? Do we need to put pressure on him to make sure that we – we contain his movement and his delivery and service. Yeah, of course, these are these are things that's going to be going through his, his head and he's going to be looking at the danger players on Croatia. Yeah. Who can we shut down? Do we have to overload one side? Do we have to double team a couple of players out wide or in the mid- midfield? Then yeah. on the other hand, Jimmy, it, it, they look really good the way they were, you know. I so, you know, barring what the data is saying about the physicality side of things and the running they did and whether they can say sustain that for a certain period of time. Yeah. That might be something he's thinking about how he adjusts his substitutes and when he's going to bring those guys on or whether he starts them or not. You're totally right. And I think, you know, a a lot of times with, with managers, it's you're trying to figure out what the game plan is and you're sitting with your staff and thinking, okay, you know, what's our formation? What are we going to do? Where's our strengths? Where's our weaknesses? Who's their strengths? Who's their weaknesses? How do we get at them? You know, for instance, today, you know, what did what did Mexico do? Mex- Mexico had a game plan where they were just thinking, okay, let's let's contain Argentina, yeah. maybe catch them on the counter, and yeah. should have Mexico played. five at the back, Jimmy, yeah. weren't they? Yeah, the pretty fact. much. So yeah. you're looking at it, going, okay, was that the right way for Mexico to to, to go to that game? Are you showing a little bit too much respect, knowing that you're going to get pinned in? And maybe, maybe that's what happened. And maybe this might be a game where John's going, you know, we can't afford to get pinned in here. We need a win. So maybe we're going to be the team that's going to be on the front foot and we're going to be the team that's going to press and get at them. Oh, they will be, I think. There's no change. I think so. So, you know, these are all the conversations that you have sitting with your staff, you know, and you don't want to be too defensive because you're just inviting pressure. Yeah. And you're, you're, you know, you, you can't, you can't invite it for 90 minutes. What is your perspective right now ahead of this match compared to what it was before Croatia? I think a lot of people, myself included, it shifted somewhat. Before that last match, I was still like, you know, I was personally just happy they were there. Uh, I knew they were a good team. They can cause issues, but I was happy. I, I know that John Herbert wasn't telling his team that clearly. He wanted the points, and that's what they went for. But from the fan perspective, that's where I was. Now, having seen that performance against Belgium, I, I'm seeing it as a fan wanting more right, from, from this game. But then, then my brain takes over and it reminds me, you've been watching Croatia your whole freaking life or a large part of your life. You know how good they are. They're still a, a fantastic team yeah. who have now had one game to bed into the World Cup. What the hell can you expect? Where are you at, Craig? I think everybody's expectations have gone way up. Yeah. And that also puts pressure on the guys to a certain extent because the first game was like, well, could they live with them? Could they survive with them? It's like, well, the answer to that was clearly yes. They belong at this World Cup. And now it's, and they're feeling lucky that they didn't pick up maybe three points against Belgium. 
which is just crazy. So confidence is sky high. So I think the expectations for the team has also gone up, as they've just proved. I think after the game, when John Herman's in that circle, he looks as though he's basically telling them that the statistics that look so different than the scoreline. And this time we just hope the scoreline is different. Yeah. yeah right. Good. Good. How about you, Wanda? As the, as the uneducated eye, <laughs> how do you feel about this? Well, I'm uh, texting you guys right now, but yes, I agree. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I didn't, I didn't have anything going on. I was listening. All right. Good, just, good. Um, well, yeah. well, we'll wrap it up there. Um, if you want to watch the game and you're in Toronto tomorrow, please join us at the rec room. 10.30, Rob Black will be hosting a fireside chat with myself and Craig and uh, I'm assuming some other people. We don't know who. But it'd be, I, it was a great Jimmy and I are going to go down though, right, Jimmy? You and I are going to go down and support our crew? Yeah. Yeah, and then you're on CBC later on the day, correct? And I'm on CBC and then Sportsnet. Jeez. Yeah, it's the three of us again tomorrow night, right? Yeah. They're going to just have to hire oh. Footy Prime to do their soccer coverage. Just well, so it know. really is, isn't it? I mean, yeah, well, that's what it is. That's the next step, buddy. Yeah. I'm going to have to have some chats with some higher-ups at the sports net. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Any higher-ups anywhere, really. Yeah. Enjoy we'll it, though. It. It's been really good, guys. I've been, it's been a lot of fun because basically it's our our half of our podcast anyway with uh, doing it on television, which is without the swearing. <laughs> yeah, so far. Has that's anyone come close? Case. Yeah. Who's come hard. closest? That's quite uh, hard when you're telling Jimmy. Too. Jimmy, did you have a close call? Yeah, a couple times where I was like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you said tongue. to me when I told you it wasn't W H A L E S. Yeah, I was about to go, oh, fuck off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's not live. So yeah, like, Jimmy's trying to figure out if that's spelled right on the screen there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys and girls. Well, the big one goes tomorrow, of course, and also Spain, Germany tomorrow. Oof. So it's going to be a, a great day, and we'll, we'll try and reconvene hopefully tomorrow. Um, if not, you'll hear from us on Monday for sure. But uh, we'll plan something for tomorrow. But with us all running around the city, various outlets is a bit challenging. But uh, maybe it'll just be Wonga talking to himself. And if you like that, just let us know on Twitter. You can also find that on OnlyFans. <laughs> 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 to all those creeps, I'm out there. Just it's find much, me. It's a much, much yeah, shorter right. podcast, though. <laughs> well, if you subscribe, you know what you're going to get at least. Yeah. yeah. You're going to get it all right. All right. Me and John Herdman, same size leaf. (laughs) (laughs) We'll speak to you later. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.